Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> this is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And a very happy Friday to you folks out there. The playoffs are underway. The fantasy playoffs are underway. That was, uh, I was upset. It was like all the people out there who are complaining about the product and this and that and like to crap on football. Too much ammunition for them. That was a really dreadful game last night. But you know what? I actually ended up being pretty good for fantasy, except for Austin Eckler, I suppose. Right. Uh, you can make a list of all the players who disappointed us in fantasy. Austin Eckler. Yeah. End of list. Right. Really weird, actually. How about How about a two-year low in snaps played? Snap percentage played oh. for Austin Eckler. Well, this is, look, all right. Happy Friday. Good morning. What's up? Let me sum up the show. I got a lot of beat the waiver wire for those of you who are on a buy or you started the Raiders DST and you're guaranteed to win. Uh, if you want to beat the <laughs> waiver, I got a lot of that. We got eight games, Baltimore at Jacksonville, and then the seven NFC home games. And you know the drill. So I, I think hopefully we, we don't spend too much time on this game. Let me just ask you this. Did anything that happened last night in a 63-21 game, Jamie, did anything that happened last night influence how you might rank your Chargers and your Raiders next week? So I was concerned about Eckler going into the game because of the lack of talent around him. I certainly did not expect that. I did not expect, you know, and it, it wasn't just because of the score. It was from the beginning. They were rotating in a little bit of, of Isaiah Spiller with Joshua Kelly. So, you know, I, I said this, uh, maybe it was Sunday after or Tuesday after Herbert's injury. Um, and I got some pushback on it that the Chargers should just shut down their guys at this point. Like, what are they doing? And I don't know how much of that was Keenan Allen. You know, if they're in a playoff hunt, does he push through the injury and play? Or how much of it is, you know, just he's he's actually hurt. And I don't want to speculate because that's not my business. But um, like, what what do they have to gain at this point? You know, is Austin Eckler's contract changing on what he's doing in this current framework of what this team is? Uh, is is Keenan Allen's future changing? Like, play the young guys if you're if you're uh, Tom Telesco and you're still going to be the GM there. Um, Brandon Staley obviously is not going to be there. Like, you, you're you're just not helping your franchise by running out those guys to just maybe get them injured if they're going to be somewhat part of your future. So, I, I'm not trusting Austin Eckler with what this offense looks like right now. No way. What about Josh Palmer? 
What about Jacoby Myers? Zamir White going forward if he gets another chance here? The, obviously, Devontae Adams is looking good, but the players that, Dave, that's maybe surprised us yesterday. He still doesn't catch touchdowns from Aiden O'Connell. He does. It's true. <laughs> um, but, you know, he still has a, has a nice role and at least is a number two receiver. Uh, but, you know, the, the players that surprise us, like forget Quentin Johnson with the garbage time touchdown, but Josh Palmer, 42% rostered. In case you missed it, he had a 79-yard touchdown catch. That was most of his production. Um, Zamir White gets Kansas City next week if Jacobs is out again. And Jacoby Myers, 49% started. I don't pay too much attention to start percentages once half the, league's have been, uh, half the league has been eliminated. Uh, but And Michael Mayer, you know, does it, do any of them matter to you next week or is it still just the Jacobs and Adams show? I, I still will rank Adams as a number two receiver. I'll rank Myers as a PPR low-end flex. I'll rank maybe a middle-end flex just because the Raiders are probably going to be in either a competitive game or trailing against Kansas City. Um, Zamir White, low-end starting running back, probably like more top 30 than top 24. And Michael Mayer, desperation tight end. I don't think anything's changing to the point where it's like, wow, this Raiders offense is finally going to kick into high gear. They played a, ultimately they were a disinterested rate or chargers, excuse me, a disinterested chargers defense that was forced to go on the field so much because of all the turnovers the offense had. Yeah. There is not a thing that changed for me about the Raiders whatsoever. Not a thing. They, they went from being shut out a week ago and then they got to go to Kansas city next week. It, it's fool's gold. If you're it, gold, if you're chasing, right. The Raiders to do this again. So Myers back to the bench. Congratulations, you had a, a, a standout performance with two big plays. Uh, Adams back to being a, a number two receiver where he's going to see a lot of sneed next week if he's healthy. Oh yeah. Uh, Zamir White, no chance. I'm starting him in the semifinals of the playoffs. Barely a flex at best if he's still the guy there. I mean, there's no nothing should change about the Raiders at all from this game. Okay, well, at least if you're a Raiders fan, you know you're feeling pretty good. Remember, oh, you should feel great. <laughs> Look, you, the, the best thing you should feel good about is you might have your coach. Yeah. We'll see. It doesn't matter. They have such a bad roster. I mean, I was thinking about it. It's like they can cycle through coaches all they want. I, they just had that graphic of their first-round picks. That team has drafted so poorly. So yeah, but that's poorly. not on the current No, GM it's not. Coach. It's not. It's just it doesn't like, – you know, they, they need better players. They just have, don't have a good enough team. Um, but, yeah, that was that was, a, that was an ugly game last night. But the Chargers I, – I don't know if Brandon Staley makes it through this podcast. It would not shock me at all, seriously. Like, we got a, an alert on our phone that Brandon Staley's out. That was just – Rock bottom. All right. Hopefully they can do what the Broncos did when they gave up 70 to the Dolphins and, and turn their season around. But I, I mean, not to the point where they're in playoff contention, but at least uh, get motivated and, and play better. Uh, we've got a lot of great content content for you over the weekend. You can ask us questions on Twitter with Ask FFT, that hashtag. Uh, we've got Fantasy Football Today on CBS Sports HQ at 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday to help you get your lineup set. They do an amazing job. You know, in a short period of time, giving you a lot of information, and it's a really good show. So check it out, CBS Sports HQ on the CBS Sports app, 10 a.m. Sunday, Fantasy Football Today. And if you want to catch our live stream, it's at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash Today. Please join us. We have great crowds on Sunday mornings. We get a ton of questions answered, and we have fun. News and notes, Geno Smith is trending in the right direction here. This is a Monday night game, so that's the only... You know, danger here. Well, it's a little dangerous to start Geno Smith anyway. But have you guys ranked Geno Smith? And if so, where, Dave Richard? Haven't ranked him yet, but he would be a top 15 quarterback if he ends up continuing to practice all week. Um, this Eagles pass defense has been so bad that I, I, I'm willing to give him 
the benefit of the doubt as a, and, and I don't know if I can say like a streaming option, but I guess that's kind of what he is. But he, he's not going to be ahead of Stafford or Fields. For me, he's not going to be ahead of Jordan Love. I don't think he's going to be ahead of Jared Goff, Sam Howell, or Russell Wilson, but that's the range, those three. All right, CJ Stroud missed practice, but he's making progress. But as of now, we don't expect Stroud. We don't expect Nico Collins. Running back news. Uh, it's starting to get pretty serious here for some players who didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. One of those guys is Devon Achan. And we see a lot of guys get in the practice uh, on Friday and they're fine. So, you know, hopefully what we'll know during our mailbag episode, which we record around noon on Friday. Uh, but Achan missed practice. A.J. Dillon has a broken thumb, and Aaron Jones is optimistic about playing on th- on Sunday, and Dillon hasn't ruled himself out. Uh, still no Brian Robinson. Jonathan Taylor's out. Jonathan Taylor officially out? Yes. Yes. Alexander Madison is officially out. Those guys play on Saturday, Taylor and Madison. Pacheco missed practice. Um, so it looks like Jerome Ford's going to play. But, yeah, I mean, when we look at Gibson... Zach Moss, I'll consider him still a backup running back. And Ty Chandler, uh, rank them, Jamie. Moss, Chandler, Gibson. But I like all three. And how would you rank Aaron Jones if A.J. Dillon does not play and Aaron Jones does play against the Bucks? He'd be right there with them. Uh, probably behind Moss ahead of Chandler and Gibson. All right. Wide receiver, Chris Godwin has missed two practices. Chris Olave has missed two practices. I mean, we're going to talk about these games so we can talk about the in or out scenarios. Rashid Shahid looks like he's going to play against the Giants, but Olave, you know, maybe not. He's got an ankle issue. Not expecting Nico Collins. Noah Brown has been limited, so he looks like he'll play, but probably with Davis Mills. Tyreek Hill has not practiced yet. We said yesterday that Hill expects to play, but he hasn't been out there. Marquise Brown, however, DJ Moore, these guys have been limited, so they look good. Devontae Parker and Demario Douglas, they've been limited. Douglas has not cleared the concussion protocol yet. We'll keep an eye on that. Christian Watson missed practice again. It does not look like he's playing, but Jaden Reed and Ontavian Wicks, they both practiced. And Deontay Johnson's off their injury report. Tight ends. Dalton Schultz is almost certainly going to play. Taysom Hill has been limited in practice. Darren Waller. Are you guys ranking Darren Waller right now? Not yet. He says he's hopeful to play, but if he plays, he'll be on a snap count according to himself. Okay. Uh, all right. So so we can at least not start him. But he is a beat-the-waiver-wire guy. Gets the Eagles next week, and he's about 56% rostered. Dalton Kincaid is, uh, has been limited with thumb and shoulder issues. Hopefully he's fine. He should play against the Cowboys. Tyler Higby limited, and Greg Dulcich is not going to play this week. Oh, that's right. Right? Greg Dulcich? Oh, who cares? Um, <laughs> right. Uh, offensive line. I mean, there's some offensive line news. I'm not going to bore you with it. We'll just move on to the big defensive stuff. Still the Niners. Still beat up. Steelers got a lot healthier. Both of their starting edge rushers are going to play. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Highsmith missed almost all of last week's game. Um, Houston still beat up. Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay really worth monitoring, especially from an Aaron Jones perspective. Vita Vea, Carlton Davis, quarterback and safety Ryan Neal they all miss practice but they're getting healthier at linebacker Devin White practice in full so did cornerback Jamel Dean um we already told you Cleveland's beat up Denver's a little bit beat up but I think Denver got some good news safety PJ Locke practiced Yannick Ngakwe for the Bears he's out for the season I don't think that's a huge deal oh Jair Alexander looks like he might actually play this week for the Packers 
And uh, yeah, all right, that's it. Let's do one question for each game. Sadly, skipped Baltimore-Jacksonville yesterday, so we'll do it today. Baltimore at Jacksonville, Sunday night. Dave, how much faith do you have in the Jaguars' offense? And do not worry, there's only one game of the week, and it was yesterday. You're you're in the clear. How much faith do you have in the Jaguars' offense against the Ravens? Uh, I'm okay with Trevor Lawrence as a low-end QB1. I'm okay with Travis Etienne as a RB2. I don't think you can get away from Etienne. I've got Ridley as a flex. Evan Ingram is a must-start tight end. He's been playing really well the last couple of games without Christian Kirk on the field. And I think they're going to end up throwing, and I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Baltimore's defense is good, um, but I think Trevor Lawrence has been playing great lately. We saw the Rams take advantage of this Ravens defense last week. And so I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm super excited about these guys, but I, I recognize the potential that they have, and I want to make sure that they're in my lineup. Okay. We're going to really dig into that game in a little bit. Denver's at Detroit. Jamie, who's more likely to score a touchdown, David Montgomery or Cortland Sutton? <laughs> Both. <laughs> you know, I think a better question. That was a fun question. Here's a better one. Are, do you trust both Lions running backs against the worst run defense in football and a team that gives up a lot of receiving yards to running backs? I uh, am doing a Saturday DraftKings lineup as we speak and I have both guys in the Saturday lineup. So, yes, I feel confident in both. I think that's where they win. Uh, that's why I don't really love Jared Goff this week. I think it's going to be a lot of the running backs as Dan Campbell tries to take some pressure off his quarterback. So expect a lot of gives, expect a lot of uh, Montgomery. Washington's at the Rams. I find Sam Howell to be one of the most fascinating players this year. Dave, how are you feeling about him? Starter sits Sam Howell, who has not scored three straight games with less than 20 fantasy points, despite four rushing touchdowns in those games. Starter sit Howell at the Rams. Low-end QB1. I am cautious about just how many pass attempts he has because the last time we saw him play, he had 23 pass attempts in a blowout loss against the Dolphins where like they were getting blown out at halftime. You'd figure, okay, second half, Sam Howell's going to throw like crazy. They just stuck to like basic offensive play calling in the second half, and that's what killed uh, Howell from not throwing 40-plus times. I think he'll throw a little bit more. I think that's where you attack the Rams' defense. That's what the Ravens showed us last week. So I'm I'm hopeful that he can get you right around 20. I don't know if you remember. I think last year I had the dumbest segment. Surprise, surprise. It was the, like, I got a feeling segment, and I did the, uh, 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 yeah, black-eyed peas. Um, I got a feeling. I got a Terry McLaurin feeling. Yeah, same. You do? Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, a little squeaky wheel. You remember what he said yes, after last week's game? That's exactly last, last it. Game, a lot of cardio. He said he was doing cardio. The Rams have been really struggling against receivers. Yep. He, he's he's due. I, but but then again, like I, I know I I don't want to recommend it. That's the problem. It's like, what do you do with that feeling when you have a well, feeling about a player? Look, where you don't, he's not great. He's he's definitely a starter in three receiver leagues, and, and you've most likely been starting him the entire season in that regard. It's a matter of you know when you get to him versus. And, you know, you can debate this any which way you want to, but like him versus a Tyler Lockett or Jaden Reed or a, um, a Brandon Cooks, you know, to go the other direction. Um, those type of guys, you know, where Curtis Samuel on his own team, you know, and, and just, yeah. you know, guys who have been either producing more or have the chance to produce more this week. And how much would you be willing to sit McLaurin for those guys? So uh, he's in that mix for sure. Um, and I do think this will be one of his better games. A uh, question from the chat, McLaurin or Deontay Johnson? See, in this case, I take a chance on McLaurin. Same. 
How about for me, McLaurin, not, and this is not for my team, but McLaurin or Beckham or, or Zay Flowers? Uh, I go Flowers, McLaurin, Beckham. So I have a ranked. I do have McLaurin and Beckham back-to-back. Okay. Tampa Bay is at Green Bay. How much do you like Jaden Reed in this game? I like him a lot. Baby Debo. <laughs> I think he's got four or five straight games with less than 50 receiving yards. Just take away the rushing touch. Maybe we shouldn't they give him the ball. Uh, can't can't dismiss that. Uh, but Jaden right. Reed or uh, or McLaurin? I mean, he had, what, 11 touches last week? Like, that's hard to overlook for a receiver. And it makes perfect sense to give him the ball. No Christian Watson. Running game is beat up. Lean on this kid. He lean, plays in the slot the most. That's where the Bucks have the most trouble defending the pass. Yeah. I think he's – I've got him at 24. I think he's a top Ooh. 24 receiver this week. Over McLaurin. Over McLaurin. Okay. Yeah, over McLaurin. San Francisco's at Arizona. Which backup running backs, you know, that have been thrust into bigger roles, would you start over James Conner? Chandler, Gibson. Um, Moss. Moss. Um, yeah. Hey, Chan, if Zeke. he plays, but I don't think that counts. Zeke. Zeke. I would, I, 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 he would be very close with Wilson. With Jeff Wilson? Yeah. So that means we're sitting James Conner. If, oh, if I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know I'm sorry. What is the status of Amari Di Mercado? Do we know? He's been practicing. Okay, because Connor actually got a lot of third down work. He split it last game, week 13, because Di Mercado left super early. But you should not expect him to to be involved on third down. Well, to to that point also, this is now coming off a of bye week where Michael Carter has gotten more time in the system. Yeah, so sure. it might be just that role, not necessarily who's the, the guy taking it away from him. It could be Carter, could be DeMarcado, could be both of them. Well, that's who he split. He split it with Michael Carter in week 13. All right, Philadelphia at Seattle. Are you confident in any running back in this game? Swift. Yeah? Relatively speaking, I'm confident in, in uh, DeAndre. Would you start those backup running backs, Zach Moss, Gibson, Ty Chandler over Swift? Not all of them. The only one might be Moss. Moss and Zeke. All right. Talk about that. Oh, no, Zeke is a different. I don't, I don't view yeah, Zeke, Zeke as a is, backup. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, no, I'm glad you brought it up. But Zeke's obviously, I know you guys have him ahead. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina. Who's the best flex out of this group? Adam Thielen, Chuba Hubbard, Drake London. Depends on the format. All right. Half PPR. Chuba. I think I want to take Chuba first. I think I want to take Thielen second. And then Drake London last. And I know that sounds so counterintuitive because Drake London was awesome last week. But I, I think the Falcons can win this game without Desmond Ritter even throwing 25 passes. So betting against high target volume for Drake London. And I, you know that Thielen will get you at least like 12 PPR points. That's what he does now. Sometimes. I mean, he's got he had 12 last week. The previous two games, he had a combined 7.7. At Tennessee and at Tampa Bay in two good matchups. The Falcons, yeah, by the me, way. For me, Thielen's definitely last. It would be uh, PPR would be London, Chuba, Thielen. In non or half, it would be Chuba, London, Thielen. Yeah, I don't know if the Falcons actually have a good defense or it's just their schedule, but they are giving up the second fewest points to running backs and the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, last game here, Giants at the Saints. Who would benefit if Chris Olave does not play? The Giants. 
<laughs> Alvin Kamara. Um. Well, what about usually Shaheed? the default is uh is Taysom Hill just finds a way to get more touches if that were to happen. I think Rashid Shahid's going to play. Right. So he might benefit a little bit. I don't know if you'd feel comfortable starting him beyond as beyond a flex. That's uh, about it. I, I I can't make the case for Jawan Johnson. Don't want to make the case for the other receivers that they have. Yeah. All right. And uh, the, we'll, we will break down the games in a moment. We also have beat the waiver wire for you. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you who to get for week 16. If you have a buy or just want to plan ahead. And we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, let's beat the waiver wire. In shallower leagues, you could look at Geno Smith. <clears throat> I have him at, at Tennessee. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Geno Smith, it just didn't feel like, why would Seattle be playing Tennessee? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield against the Jaguars. Yep. Uh, Nick Mullins against Detroit on the lower end. <clears throat> Excuse me. Joe Flacco at Houston. Mitchell Trubisky's got the Bengals. And then the wild card is Zach Wilson against Washington. Mitchell so, Trubisky against the Bengals? Well, and I'm just looking at bad matchups or bad defenses. But yeah, Zach Wilson, I guess, would be ahead of Trubisky. But uh, Zach Wilson against Washington could be interesting. But hopefully, you can get Geno Smith, maybe Baker Mayfield. At running back, you could look at any of the Bears running backs against Arizona. Great matchup. So Foreman against Arizona might actually pay off. Uh, the Chiefs running backs against Las Vegas, assuming Pacheco. May, I don't know that he's going to miss next week. I don't know that he's going to miss this week. But. You know, baby, excuse me, Clyde could have a good game against the Raiders. It's it's tough to find beat the waiver wire running backs. Uh, this is a long shot, but well, Jeff Wilson, yeah, Jeff Wilson, sure. Um, this is a long shot, but DeAndre Swift has really been struggling, and if he has another bad game, do they give Kenneth Gainwell more work? Gets the Giants next week at wide receiver. The first place I'd look would be Zay Jones and Parker Washington at Tampa Bay. Uh, Demario Douglas is at Denver. Arizona wide receivers are at Chicago. That's not a good matchup, but they are available. Not not Marquise Brown, the other ones. Um, Jonathan Mingo's been getting a ton of targets. And then how about Wandale Robinson at yep. Philadelphia? I mean, you never know who which Giants receiver is going to be okay each week. And then Darren Waller, 56% at Philadelphia, is a tight end you could look at. Uh, DSTs, Denver at New England, I think, is a, is a really good one. They're what four- about the Bills? Yeah, they're 71. Bills are 71% rostered. They get the Chargers on the road. So that's great. Buffalo's the most available. I mean, Denver's the most available uh, of the ones I was going to bring up. So and then we, Denver gets the Chargers the following week. So Yeah, there you go. You can use Denver the next two weeks if you wanted. Denver, the Bills, and the Packers. Packers the are Commanders Carolina. Too. Commanders have who? The Jets. The Jets. And if anyone drops the Jets, you know, they're, they're widely rostered, but they're facing the Dolphins this week. Uh, you can take a look at them. Same with the Chiefs. Chiefs get the Raiders. I don't think we're buying the Raiders offense. No, don't do it. Don't do what? Don't buy the Raiders offense? Don't or Don't buy the Raiders, Raiders offense. Yeah, okay. I, I don't buy their offense, but I don't know that they're a good matchup, any, that they're an easy matchup for a DST. Um, That might be fair, but you got to figure that they're feeling themselves a little bit. And depending on what happens with the Chiefs this week, going into Arrowhead, that could be... Bad. Oh yeah. 
All right, Baltimore's at Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. So Lamar Jackson is a roller coaster ride, but he is, last I checked, number two for Jamie and number one for Dave. Uh, yep, and he's number four for Heath. So start Lamar Jackson. How about Keaton Mitchell? I can't imagine anyone wants to start Gus Edwards at this point, but does anyone want to start Keaton Mitchell? He's a flex. I mean, look, it, it, it's not often you can find a player that's going to average six yards a carry, and you know he has the ability, one missed tackle, and he's gone. Um, not a lot of work in the passing game, which is the frustrating thing because that's what you really need against the Jaguars because that's where the big production has come from. But if he gets maybe two or three catches and we see the Chase Brown play, for example, that could that could certainly be in his wheelhouse. Um, I don't I don't mind him as a flex, but you got to be in a in a spot where you need him as opposed to want to start him. Okay. All right. So let's talk about these Baltimore wide receivers. You said you like Flowers over Odell Beckham. Um, if, if I could guarantee you that flower, that Lamar Jackson was going to throw 30 passes, that is an automatic good game for Zay flowers. But that is the problem here is we don't know if it's going to be a 28 pass attempt game for Jackson. That's pretty common actually. So like, or love Zay flowers and Odell Beckham, Dave. I like them. I think that, I, well, let me say that I like Zay flowers and Odell's in that flex range. I like Odell's a flex. If, if what the Ravens showed us last week that they're willing to let Lamar throw into a favorable matchup, if that's going to be how they're operating from now on, they're they're going to keep doing this against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's secondary is terrible. They're beat up. They had so many busts last week against the Browns. It's what made Joe Flacco look so good. I uh, I I, I kind of like the opportunity that's there for the Ravens passing game to step up and put up some big numbers again. Okay. Would you start? I saw a question. Uh, Zay Flower. Oh, here's, here's some Zay Flowers or Devon Achan was one. I'd I think there's flowers. <laughs> I think there's more upside with Achan, but you know, it's like you look at flowers, 10 targets last week, you know, similar to Jaden Reed, they're doing different things to get the ball in his hands. He had a 37 yard touchdown run. Um, just the way the Ravens offense is operating right now. Not that the Dolphins offense, obviously you don't want to judge them based on one game, but HN still had so many opportunities in passing game last week. Yeah. So I, I would lean HN, but they're very close. And so we the have flowers has 20 PPR points in each of his last two, right? Yeah. He's been great. Crazy. He's been great. Does he, he had six for 60 and a touchdown. Did he have rushing yards rushing last touchdown. week too? He, he had, had, he had 37 yard rushing touchdown last week. No, two weeks ago. I thought he was two Chargers. games ago. Oh yeah. Um, Beckham or McLaurin? That so we answered that earlier. It's, it's McLaurin by a nose. Uh, Gus Edwards or Jalen Warren? We have a question. Warren, there's more upside. Agreed. Zay Flowers or Rasheed Rice? PPR. Rice, Rice, but those guys are very close for me. Okay. Um, people are saying, or person is saying that it's going to be windy on Sunday in Florida. I think let's wait a little bit. It's only Friday, and that's kind of hard to predict. But we'll obviously we'll update you on the weather on Sunday morning. It's definitely windy now. Beckham is uh, number three receiver, and Heath actually has him a little bit lower than that, uh, number four receiver. Okay, Isaiah Likely, someone you have him right. You have basically Likely and Goddard. I think are like back to back, right? Just yep. Randomly bringing up Dallas Goddard, but they are low end starters. I know Likely's coming off the big game, but he had a huge catch on busted coverage. Uh, Jacksonville gives up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. So low end starter will compare likely to more players throughout the show. All right, Trevor Lawrence. So I guess if I were going to say 
Here's what concerns me about Lawrence. It's that the only time he's been good in a tough matchup was last week. He scored 23.4 fantasy points. And it, it may not have even been that tough of a matchup because they, you know, they were missing Denzel Ward. And he threw 50 passes to get 23.4 fantasy points. So that's kind of been the problem with Ridley and Lawrence. It's just, you know, who his big games come against? Cincinnati, garbage. Houston's okay. Tennessee. Um, so I, he hasn't, to me, he hasn't proven it in a game like this against the Ravens. Question is, how good are the Ravens? Is Kyle Hamilton going to play? What the hell happened to them last week? You know, they're on the road on a Sunday night. So that's where I'm coming from. That's why it's a little bit of a conundrum. But personally, I I would like to not have to play Trevor Lawrence this week, guys. Uh, Dave, you already spoke about it. Jamie, you can get in there too. But Jamie, what do you think? I kind of like the setup because I think the Ravens are going to score on them. So I think we are going to see him have a high volume of pass attempts, which has kind of been when he's been at his best. He played this defense last year, had 30 fantasy points against them um, in his building uh, right around the same time. That's when he kind of got going, if you recall, uh, that little stretch run when he was like, oh, wow, Trevor Lawrence is actually a decent fantasy quarterback. Um, It was in November. So is he he going to continue the streak of 23-plus points? I think that's a safe range for him to get to if he's going to throw that many times. The fact that he practiced in full is encouraging with the ankle injury. Uh, I would love it more if he had Christian Kirk, but, you know, Zay Jones beat up this team last year too, so there'll be some downfield throws. Uh, I think it's a shootout, so I'm excited to see how this game will unfold. You know, I, I'm I'm struggling with uh, Lawrence versus Love. I think there's more upside with Lawrence. Love is certainly safer. Um, if Love were to get Christian Watson back, I would make that switch, but I think you're going to see a big game from Trevor Lawrence personally, so... Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these two guys, these two quarterbacks go ahead. Dave, you are alerting us that there is some bad weather in the forecast for this game. So that could change everything, but we're not going to, we're not going to preview it as such right now. We thought there was going to be bad weather for Baltimore Rams last week too. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't great. I mean, there was kind of bad weather. It just wasn't the thing that impacts a game, right? Um, All right, Dave. So he's, Jamie's thinking shootout and a good game for Lawrence. Are you also thinking that? I am. I I think what I'm struggling with is how high should I rank Travis Etienne? Because I know what his potential is. He obviously can can break one and have a big game. And he's been doing a lot more in the passing game lately. But I, I think this all falls on Lawrence's shoulders again. It looks like the offensive line is going to be a little bit healthier than it was last week. I think Lawrence will be healthier than he was last week. He got off to a terrible start. He was way off target. Uh, once they shortened his throws in the second half, He played a lot better, and I I think he's connecting with Evan Ingram in a big way. I think he's still actually working on it with Calvin Ridley, and that kind of sucks, but I think he's going to throw a lot, and so there's potential for him to have another solid game. He's had really good games lately. I've got him 10th, and I do like Love better. The difference for me is that Love, uh, question marks about his run game, and he's playing Tampa, and so that matchup is just too alluring for me, even without Christian Watson there. ETN or Zeke? I have Zeke higher. I'll take ETN in non-PPR, but Zeke in full and half. Okay. Yeah, you could usually get... You you almost always get three or four catches. Almost every week for Travis ETN. So you will get that um, most likely. And the Ravens' run defense is good. It's not great. So ETN or if he plays Devon Achan? ETN. I have Achan a spot higher. Okay, ETN or uh, Zay Flowers, PPR? Uh, ETN. 
Like I'm, I'm waffling a little bit on it. I'd have ETN higher, but that's where I'm at with ETN. I'm nervous about him having 15 PPR point upside. All right. So here's my question. If you think it's going to be a shootout and you are somewhat confident in Trevor Lawrence to have him close to 10th in the top 12 anyway, why is Calvin Ridley outside your top 24, Jamie? Well, as we saw last week, I mean, he can get three touchdowns without Ridley having a big part of it, you know, so I actually like the setup for Zay Jones. If you're looking for a sleeper receiver for this week, like how he, uh, how, how many targets he got in that matchup last week, I think that's going to be somewhat of a staple, not 14, but probably eight plus. And so the way that he's using Ingram, the way that he's going to, uh, integrate Zay Jones more without Christian Kirk there, the way that Ridley will still get production. It's not like you're sitting Calvin Ridley in three receiver leagues. It's just, we've seen the the pitfalls for him. So, um, I'm starting Ridley in, in all my three receiver leagues where I have him. You know, if I had him in a two receiver league, it would just come down to what I have as a flex and what I have as the other receiving options. Where would you rank him if he had scored last week? Same place, right around, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30. Yeah, I agree. And he almost did. He was a yard short on a catch. He had another end zone target that was overthrown. I, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm not terribly worried about him. And I like the idea of adding Zay Jones, but not starting Zay Jones unless you're desperate. Mm-hmm. They play Tampa next week. Right. And then Evan Ingram is is basically back to being a must start. He had those two terrible games. They were against really tough opponents, San Francisco and Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore, they are ninth best against tight ends, but you look at it, it's not their strength. I mean, they, they've been they're they're not. I don't know that he can that this is a tough matchup for Evan Ingram. So well, I, I think the targets are safe without Kirk there. That's kind of yeah, been the he's yeah. kind of been the de facto Kirk replacement as the middle of the field option, which is not surprising. And then you look at um, the fact that he's finally getting the end zone targets. You know, it started with the – what was the game before the Bengals? Tennessee game? Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. I don't remember. Tennessee, uh, made, Houston, Cincinnati. So it wasn't the Houston. Tennessee game. I'm wrong. It's oh, right. Well, Houston, okay, right. So it, was, it, was, Houston. it was the Houston game, and they made a point on the broadcast to say, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence knows that Ingram doesn't have a touchdown, and he had an end zone target that he missed him on. And so it was like, you, you, you know, that it was coming. Um, I think I told you I made a trade for Ingram looking at his, his upcoming schedule and I was very excited about that and just the way that he's performing. So, um, it's, he's, he's not somebody you should fear really at this point, I think with any matchup, as long as Kirk is out, which he's out for the rest of the season. Plus the Rams basically like had the Madden generator make a tight end last week. And that guy had a big game against the Ravens. (laughs) So, uh, last question here, if you like Ingram, ETN's a number two running back. Lawrence is a low-end starter. We're expecting a shootout. Why are the Ravens DST? Why is the Ravens DST ranked top six for you guys? Oh, well, no, you still eighth, saw eighth Trevor Lawrence last week with a three-touchdown game with three interceptions. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little inconsistent, and they'll sack him. All right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I mean, it's like I have one league with the Ravens, and I'm so glad I have a bye because I, I just want to see what they do. If they have another bad game, I might start to lose a little bit of faith in them. Well, you can't start them next week, right? 49ers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no chance. Um, I dropped them for the Raiders last night. I was very thrilled with that. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, I think that is it for that game. Let's go on to Denver at Detroit. Stat of the game. The Detroit Lions have allowed eight touchdowns to wide receivers in their last five games and 13.4 or more PPR fantasy points to eight wide receivers in their last five games. 
which is not exactly the greatest wide receivers. I mean, the Chargers, Bears, well, that's pretty good. Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Lions. It's a good match. Do matchups even matter for Cortland Sutton? No, I don't think they do. <laughs> uh, Sutton or Flowers? Sutton. I have Sutton higher. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to simplify this game here. We're starting both running backs. Do you have any hesitation with Amonra St. Brown, who's coming off his two worst games of the season, and now he's facing this terrific defense? Um, not to sit him. You know, I, I, I think if you have a stacked team, you might consider benching him. But, I mean, you got to really be stacked. Like, I'm not starting Jaden Reed or Zay Flowers over him. I'm not starting Rashi Rice over him. You know, guys that have been playing well lately. Uh, you just got to hope that, you know, Jared Goff at home figures it out a little bit. And I'm not sure that he will, but I hope he will enough that, you know, St. Brown and Laporta can still have success because those are the two guys in the passing game that matter here. But I really do think that we're going to see a lot of Jameer Gibbs, a lot of David Montgomery. And, you know, look, St. Brown's had some touchdown luck lately that have that has sort of negated a couple of his bad games. So you just got to hope that maybe the Broncos offense shows up to a higher degree than we've seen and that the Lions are really behind and we see a lot more of Jared Goff throwing like we saw in that uh, Bears game a few Thanks, weeks back. Uh, we saw it against the Saints a little bit. You know, they they have the ability to get there, but I don't know. Uh, I do know that this Lions defense isn't that good. Over their past five games, they've allowed six touchdowns on throws of 15-plus air yards. That fits in nicely with Cortland Sutton nice. and what he's capable of doing. Russ isn't throwing as deep as he used to. He used to do it a lot. He's he's kind of held back a little bit. I wonder if that changes for this game just because of the matchup. And last week, without Aleem McNeil for the Lions, their pass rush pressure rate, it was 35%. It was their lowest of the year, yeah. or one of their lowest of the year against Chicago. And so I, I think Russ is going to be able to put up some decent numbers in this game. I think it could end up being a high-scoring game. Russ or Goff? I'm sorry if you said this. Russ or Goff? Well, I, I have Goff a spot higher because his offensive line's healthy, and I, I think it could be a little bit of a shootout, and I'm almost positive he will throw more than Russ. Yeah. To me, the offensive line is the biggest thing for Goff. Ragnow being back, Decker being healthy. These are huge things. Benito's not playing for Denver. He's basically their second-best pass rusher. I think that that's important. For Jared Goff to have success, he needs that working for him, that O line. Nine games in a row with quarterbacks under 20, including Josh Allen, including Mahomes twice, CJ yeah. Stroud. I mean, they've been really good. It's hard to it's overlook true. that. Herbert was on his way yeah. to a bad game. Herbert, yeah, Herbert was horrible uh, when he got hurt. Uh, what did he have? He had 96 yards and one fantasy point on 17 pass attempts last week. Uh, all right, uh, so do you like both? Detroit running backs over Javante Williams. And again, you know, Dave just mentioned Aleem McNeil not playing and hurting their pass rush. He also hurts their run defense, his absence. So it's not as tough of a matchup as it used to be, I think, um, for running backs against the Lions. But would you start both Montgomery and Gibbs over Javante Williams? Yes. And and, and I, I think the but the the two things are sort of independent of each other. Yes, the Lions running backs are better and should be started over Javante Williams. That doesn't mean you sit Javante Williams, though. I, right. I think it comes down to, again, who do you have? Like, I like Ty, Ty Chandler a little bit better because I think his his situation for this week is a little bit better. But they're, you know, half dozen, six, six one, half dozen the other. You know, if you want to start one, start Williams just because you have him. Um, I like Gibson a little bit better because I think his role in the past game is going to be there. You know, the thing about Javante Williams is, 
the touchdowns have escaped him for one reason or another, you know, and so will he score? That's always the concern, you know, and so he could have a 80 yard day on the ground, a couple catches for 20 yards and still not score. And that's really an empty stat line for you. So those are the things that I fear with Javante Williams. I feel like we could say the exact same thing about Chandler and Gibson. Like that, well, Gibson, that's what they're also going to get four to five catches. There's no doubt about that. Sure. With Gibson. Yeah. But Javante can get you three catches as well. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm worried a little bit about just how much work Javante is going to get. Certainly compared to Chandler, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if Chandler had more touches. You know, unless they're getting blown out like they were um, recently. Was it the Houston game? No. It was the Minnesota game, and they actually won the game, but they were they fell behind, and he only had 11 carries. He usually gets a good amount of carries, 17, 18 carries. You know. Yeah, I'm not worried about his workload. For me, it's the touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I think but, he's a very safe number two running back this week. He also like just to say he just hasn't been good this year. He's averaging Javante's averaging three point eight yards per carry. He has a long of twenty one yards. So even with you know he's he's unlikely to get you eighty yards. It's unlike it's certainly unlikely to get you hundred rushing. Okay, uh, Denver wide receiver Sutton is seventeenth, something like that, or seventeenth in non PPR, about twentieth in full PPR. Tight ends, no for Denver. Yes for Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta or Evan Ingram this week. Laporta, but it's close. I've got Ingram. All right. And Amonra's, yeah, I think that's it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm good. All right. So, I'm sorry. Where is Amonra St. Brown like a top eight receiver for you this week still? Mm, right I think he's actually outside of my top eight, top 12. All right. So, there are some scenarios where maybe you could sit him, but we still have faith in Amonra St. Brown, who is... I sure, believe Puka, for Pittman, the Evans, guys that were drafted after him. You can start those guys over. Mm-hmm. All right. Same problem. Uh, sit the DSTs in that game. How about Washington and the Rams? We'll talk about our start of the week, Matthew Stafford, in just a little bit. Uh, here's your stat. This is this is one of the reasons why I got a feeling uh, 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 about Terry McLaurin. In their last four games, the Rams have allowed double-digit fantasy points to seven wide receivers and 14.8 or more fantasy points to four wide receivers in the last four games, and those four are Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Odell Beckham, and Zay Flowers. We have seen the Rams' pass defense get worse as the season has gone on, uh, but obviously I understand he's not easy to trust, and we've talked a lot about McLaurin. Sam Howell, I know I, I asked you earlier, I'll ask you, I don't actually know if I did these two, but Sam Howell versus the two that I just we just talked about, Goff, and uh, Wilson. How, and yeah. Howell for me. Much more upside. I think I have Goff first, Howell next, Russ third. Howell has scored more than 20 fantasy points in only two of his last seven games. But he, but the two that he scored more than 20, 39 points against the Eagles and 30 points at Seattle. He's just fascinating to me. He's yeah, really- and, and the fact that he brought up the four rushing touchdowns is interesting because that's not something that he's done from a touchdown perspective. I actually thought he would run more this year than he has. Um, yeah. But I, I think, let me look. The over-under is, is 50 and a half. I believe it's the highest scoring projected game for the week, or it's not. It's, it's Philly-Seattle. Um, we're going to see a lot of offense in this game if things hold. You don't have to worry about weather. You know, you have defenses that have certainly been susceptible to a lot of big games. We saw it for the Rams last week with, with what Lamar Jackson did against them. Not that Sam Howell's in that neighborhood. But he has the chance to throw the ball back to, you know, 42-plus times, which is what he's done every game prior to last week. Uh, since about the middle of the season. Um, 
I think, you know, I, you know, I feel about the Rams this week, so I'm expecting them to score and, and put them in a situation where they're chasing points and you take away potentially Brian Robinson, who is their, you know, this is not a disrespectful thing, but their plotter as a running back, you know, and put a little bit more of a passing downs, passing back situation, you know, a, a, an airback, if you will, uh, on the field. So we'll see maybe some, you know, just more, more different creative designs from Eric Bianami and allowing them to, to throw the ball more. So I, I think Howell's going to actually be a decent option this week if you're stuck at quarterback. Cool. Um, and let's talk about Antonio Gibson here. By the way, the uh, the Bills-Cowboys game is also, from what I'm seeing, at 50 and a half. Same total as this game. Oh, right, right. I forgot that one. Yeah, uh, Eagles are something like 47 and a half, Eagles-Seahawks. Okay, Antonio Gibson, first four games of last year before Brian Robinson... I think I think he was out for those four games. He was coming back after being shot. Right. I, I think he just missed those first four games, though. Or did he yes. play? Okay. Those first four games, Gibson had 12 to 14 carries in every game. And he didn't have as many catches as you might think. He scored 20 points, 12.1, 11, and 9.3 PPR fantasy points. Uh, so what do you think? That was with Wentz, right? That was at least the first three. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely with Wentz. So what do you think the 12, 12, over under 12 PPR fantasy points for Gibson? I think he got you at 11.9 last week. Last game? Yeah, uh, yeah, that looks about right. And that was the game where Robinson left, and he had 10 carries? Yep. So I think I'll take the over. He's had ele- He had 11.2 in his last game. He's had that or more in three of his last four. And the one that he didn't was the one that he got hurt. No, Correct. Saying. Yep. We haven't even mentioned Chris Rodriguez. He's not exciting, but he is going to be a factor. He had, I think, the same amount of carries as Gibson last week or two weeks ago when Brian Robinson, or after Brian Robinson got hurt. But he has one target all season. But but he will be a fact. He will play, and he will get some carries. He's a good desperation ad if you're looking for some, especially, you know, want to beat the waiver wire um, for a guy that may have a chance here and they do get the Jets next week if Robinson's still out. And then the wide receiver. So it, uh, we've talked a lot about McLaurin. I haven't even asked. Is here highest ranked uh, commander's receiver? McLaurin. It's McLaurin. It's close between him and Curtis Samuel and PPR though. Yeah. How about... Uh, I got him three spots apart. I think Jamie brought this guy up earlier. Tyler Lockett versus McLaurin and Samuel. How do you feel about that? I like Lockett more, but th- those are... Uh, Lockett, oh, Lockett or Samuel or Lockett or McLaurin? Go all three. Uh, Lockett, McLaurin, Samuel, but there's a little bit of distance between Lockett, McLaurin, and then Samuel. Um, but I think I have like almost back to back of Lockett, McLaurin, and Beckham. Okay. They're all bunched up and they're all flexes. I agree that Lockett is the best of them all. He's annoying too. <laughs> so up and down. Sure is. Uh, starter said Logan Thomas, the slumping Logan Thomas. Rams Rams are an amazing matchup, though. Starter said. It's the only thing that holds him from even being in the conversation because he's been so bad for you know many of his most recent games. I, I've landed on sit for Logan Thomas. It's hard to trust the match. He's had good matchups earlier this year, and Sam Howell doesn't locate him. He's going to other receivers. I think Curtis Samuel is a part of that. I think Antonio Gibson can be a part of that. So I'm sitting Logan Thomas. I, I think obviously you would prefer to sit him, but if you are desperate for a tight end, you just play the matchups and hope that he does come through because the Rams have just been so beautiful for opposing tight ends. 
Isaiah Likely, Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas. He's last. Yeah, Thomas is behind those guys. Kate Otten. I would start Thomas over Pitts this week. Okay. I got him back to back. I have Pitts a spot higher. I don't love either one. How about Kate Otten or Tyler Conklin? Conklin, Thomas, Otten. Yeah, Thomas over Conklin for me. Again, play the matchups. All right, Matthew Stafford is fifth or sixth for Dave and Jamie. I don't think we have to talk about this anymore. Start Matthew Stafford. I'm I picked him up in one league. I'm starting him over Trevor Lawrence and Jordan Love. So love it. Let's go. Kyron Williams is top three in both formats, and Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are must starts. Do it up. Who do you like better? Puka. Puka, but I've got them both as top twelve guys. Yep, would love to get a few more targets for Puka. I mean, he's seven to nine targets in six straight games. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, but a lot of it is seven. Seven's not great, um, unless you're Monica. <laughs> yes, well, that was awesome. Great. Uh, I saw one of my least favorite episodes last night. I was watching the one where Ross and Rachel get married in Vegas. I just hate that whole episode. The hand, Why? Because Joe, Joey has the, the really bad bit about the hand twin. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. That's like really bad. Uh, and then st- would you start a Rams tight end? In the last three games, the lead Rams tight end has had four to five targets in each game, but three touchdowns in those three games. No, sit him. Okay. Yeah. The I'll, Rams tight end? Yeah. Uh, again, if you're stuck, Davis Allen's interesting if Higby's out, but it sounds like Higby's trending in the right direction. All right, we're going to take a break here. We got Tampa, we got the Bay, Battle of the Bays when we come back. Baywatch when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. Welcome back. Baywatch, I called it Baywatch. I've never seen Baywatch, I got to tell you. What? I was too young for Baywatch. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a premise. Watch Monk? I watched Monk, yeah, but not Baywatch. <laughs> Monk, man, like when I was in New York City in my early 20s, my Friday night, I would DVR Monk and I couldn't wait to get home from whatever stupid plans I had on Friday night that I wasn't enjoying to watch the new episode of Monk. That is so sad. Oh, my God. Uh, Tampa Bay at Green Bay. I, um, do you like Baker Mayfield? He's, he's all right. He watched think- Baywatch, I'm sure. Oh yeah! Oh, no question. No, he's he too young. He's younger than he I. He's, he didn't even know Baywatch. He watched the stupid Zac Efron movie. Is that no? No, is that was that what it was? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Zac Efron was in the Baywatch movie. Oh, that was a bad movie. It was How do I know? <sighs> um. Anyway, he's he's a high end QB two. I like the Goff Howell Russ group ahead of him. I like Flacco ahead of him. I'm a little worried about the upside just based on how he's been playing lately. You mentioned that Jair Alexander could be back for Green Bay. I'd like to know if their front seven's healthy. If they're healthy, that makes it harder on Baker. Yeah, Quay Walker's practicing. Yeah, that's bad. It's bad for Baker. All right, let's just Packers. start Rashad White, start Mike Evans, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, Godwin hasn't practiced yet, but I can't imagine we're going to start him if he plays. Uh, Kate Otten, or let's say you have Pat Fryermuth or Kate Otten. Who would you go with? Pat Otten. Oh, okay. A disagreement. They're both tight end twos. Yeah. I, I, Tucker Craft to me is is like a safer bet for 10 yeah. PPR points in both those guys. And Logan Thomas over those guys for sure. Agreed. All right. And there's some reason to think that Jordan Love can can bounce back. He was bad last week, no question. Was it the Christian Watson thing? Was it the you know the Giants? Was it the weather? I, he just was off target. There appeared to be some wind in that game. Um, but Tampa Bay is, is kind of a layup. They're a really good matchup. 
And he all season long, that has just been the thing with him. He's just been really good in easy matchups. So he's about a, a top 10 guy, around 10th overall. Jordan Love. Uh, I think I saw Love or Kyler Murray. Love. Yeah, Kyler's going to be tough to trust this week. And yes, I did watch Blossom back in the day. <laughs> uh, people are asking. Um, but that was really, I think my sister watched it. I would watch it with her. Don't know about the future. Uh, Packers running backs. That's the thieves. That's the weirdest theme song. Remember they used to have, every show used to have a great theme song. Those days are done. Uh, Dave, how do you feel about the Packers running backs with or without AJ Dillon? Not great. Uh, I'd, I'd almost prefer that Dillon not play because then Aaron Jones, we'd have some confidence in him to be a number two running back and, and get work in the passing game. That would help Jordan love quite a bit. So, if, if, if it's just Aaron Jones and he's sharing with Patrick Taylor, I, I think that he's good enough to be a top 24 running back. But if there's both of them, Jones and Dylan, probably not going to want to start either one. And if it's Dylan with a broken thumb and no Aaron Jones, I'm, he'd be a desperation running back starter. Is there a must start running back this week that just has a terrible matchup? Would it be, would it be ETN? But I don't know if that's even a terrible matchup. Like I can't Mixon. say I can't say Ken Walker because he's he is not a must start running back at this point. Mixon against the Vikings, yeah. Um, so you, would you start Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon? Mixon. Agreed. Okay. All right, and then do you want to start any Packers receiver other than Jaden Reed? Uh, Dobbs in three receiver leagues. And, and look, most people are going to start reading three receiver leagues. I don't think many people at this point are starting him in two receiver leagues yet at this point. Hopefully you don't have to. I mean, look, he's been he's been very solid. But like you said, a lot of it has been, I don't want to say fluky, but fluky. You know, I mean, when you're getting rushing touchdowns from a wide receiver, it's not something you can bank on unless you've seen it over and over and over again like Debo Samuel. So um, I could sit here and joke and call him baby Debo, but he's got to do a little bit more before that, you know, is 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 considered the norm. But I think Dave made a great point. The run game is struggling. Um, how much that would change if Aaron Jones plays with or without Aaron Del- uh, AJ Dillon? I don't know if that matters. Um, and it's it's just a, it's such a great matchup against against Tampa Bay. So if you know um, lost Nico Collins, didn't have Keenan Allen, Romeo Dobbs on your bench, that's pretty solid to to plug in. Not only Reed, but but obviously Romeo Dobbs as well. We have spurned a really fun TV conversation in the chat. Yes, of course, I remember the show Dinosaurs on TGIF. Not the mama. Come on. Did you DVR that on your nights out too? No, that show is, yeah, that show doesn't age well. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Tucker Craft is a low end option. Dave already said he likes him better than, than Kate Otten. San Francisco is at Arizona. Stat of the game, you know, look, I, I'm just, it's more of just an interesting stat of the game. George Kittle has one game this year with more than six but less than 13 PPR fantasy points. He almost never has an okay game. It is so strange with George Kittle. And his yardage, this is more of the stat of the game, but I don't want people to think I'm getting them away from George Kittle. His yardage is very much tied to Brock Purdy's passing yards, which is not necessarily the case for guys like Debo or Ayuk. Uh, Brock Purdy, basically whenever he throws for like 270 more yards, Kittle has a very big game, except for one time, which was actually against Arizona earlier this year when he had nine yards. Um, so Kittle, you know, it's a tight ends. Interesting, right? You got Laporta, you got Evan Ingram, you got Dalton Kincaid, you got Trey McBride in this game. How do you guys feel about uh, Kittle uh, compared to someone else that may have been picked up 
and being started now at some point this year? I mean, I'm starting him. Yeah. I hate that he's seen six or fewer targets in three straight games, but I'm, I know what he's capable of doing, and I know that he's got upside. I've got to have a tight end who I like absolutely have to buy into as being a high-volume part of his offense to start over Kittle. So mm-hmm. one I wrestle with is Kincaid because Kincaid's been terrible statistically for his last couple of games, but I think the Bills are going to need him. He's certainly playing a lot. He gets just as many targets, if not way more targets, than George Kittle. He gets more, and he gets five catches a game. So I, I in PPR, I kind of want to bank on Kincaid over Kittle. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Kittle. There's just much more upside right now. What did you say about McBride versus Kittle? Or did you? We, I didn't say anything about McBride. I'll take McBride over. I would too. So what did I say? The 49ers, what did I give the second fewest points to tight ends or something? Um, I don't know if that concerns you. The fourth fewest points to tight ends. <clears throat> uh, Darren Waller was terrible against them. Jake Ferguson was terrible. Evan Ingram was terrible. None of those guys scored even six points against the uh, 49ers. But that's not to say no tight ends have been good. Zach Ertz was pretty good, 6 for 53. But it's been pretty... Uh, Hawkinson had 11 for 86. I don't know if I mentioned Njoku. Njoku was horrible, too. He had 3 for 24. This has been a... Tough. Guys is at a different level right now, McBride. Yeah, he, nine targets in three of his last four games. Seven targets in each of the four. Floor of nine PPR points in his last four games. Three with 13-plus. Dave, you I gave mean, a, he's a must start. I know he's playing the Niners and I know they're tough against tight ends. <laughs> Look at how tight ends have been used in the Arizona offense all year long, regardless of quarterback. It's he's, he's a must start. Are you looking at the chat too, Jamie? Yeah. Should I, should I post it? <laughs> of course. I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny this rumor. Adam pulls his pants all the way down when he pees. Who, who thinks of that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, when I first started working at CBS, I was working like hours and like nobody was in and except for like two other guys. And apparently my one friend who was working there, he went to the bathroom back at the old office and he came out of the bathroom. He goes, there is someone in the bathroom who is pulling, who pulled their pants all the way down to pee and like lifted their shirt under their chin like a kindergartner would do. So I guess someone out there does that as an adult, but not me. Yeah. We once had somebody in our office uh, (laughs) fall asleep while pooping. No way. (laughs) And somebody was in the, in the bathroom. Someone who no longer works here. And said, (laughs) said to somebody, I think there's somebody sleeping in the bathroom, which started like a, a G chat. I am chain, you know, throughout the building. And I think there was like 10 or 15 people like standing outside the bathroom, listening to this guy snore while he was pooping. That is insane. I cannot wait to find that. Find out who did that. Dave, you gave a great stat about Brock Purdy. Should we be concerned at all about uh, game script, this getting out of hand, and Purdy not doing that much? No, because a 49ers quarterback has thrown under 30 pass attempts each of the last three games against Arizona, and all three times they had multiple touchdowns. If you are facing Christian there, McCaffrey. There's, it's the MVP push for Purdy. I mean, he's going to get opportunities yeah. to score. Yeah, but also for McCaffrey. If you're facing Christian McCaffrey, I just want to remind you, we have great off-season content. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed. He's going to score 40 points this week. Uh, start McCaffrey De- and the Raiders DST. It's over already. Start Debo and Ayuk. We're good with them? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Debo over Ayuk. <laughs> you want to start any Cardinal? 
Other than McBride, yeah. a, 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 any Cardinal? Yeah, no. not really. No. All right. Connor is uh, around twenty fourth, uh, a little bit lower than that in in full PPR. Would you start Jalen Warren or James Connor? Oh, uh, Connor, but they're close. How about uh, Seahawks running backs or James Connor? Uh, Walker, Connor, Charbonnet. That's how I have it. Connor Charbonnet. Okay, and we'll wait and see. I mean, th- you know, the Niners do give up some point twenty fourth against receivers. So, do you think Marquise Brown in a in a blowout where no, nah, it's not may not be a blowout, but in a game that they're probably trailing, can he get ten targets? They're twelve point underdogs on the road. It's going to be a blowout. <laughs> you never know. That'll be a blowout. All right, fine. I'm sorry, twelve point underdogs home. Excuse so me. it uh, might be one of those games where like the final score it's one score game, but it's because Arizona scored like ten or eleven points in the last five minutes to close the gap. Yeah. Uh, Beckham or Marquise Brown? Uh, I go Beckham. All right, let's go to the Eagles and the Seahawks. Start Jalen Hurts. Jamie, earlier you said you had some confidence in DeAndre Swift. Is that uh, am I Mike sort of misrepresenting that? I'm starting him. I have more confidence in this week than I did last week. I didn't like him last week against Dallas, and so this week's matchup is much better. Seattle's really struggled against the run. I do believe that we'll see uh, a more committed Nick Sirianni to a more committed Eagles offense to giving DeAndre Swift chances in the run game. Um, I don't think they'll necessarily be way behind in this game like we've seen from them uh, a few times recently against Buffalo and against Dallas. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that – and San Francisco. Um, so I, I think this is an opportunity for DeAndre Swift to get right. Now, top 10 guy like we had him earlier this season when he was really clicking and playing at a high level, no. But in comparison to some of the guys we talked about, Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson, Ty Chandler, those type of guys, Ken Walker, James Conner, I think he's better than all those guys. You know, So while he certainly performed worse in some cases than a lot of those running backs, I think this is a bounce-back spot from this week against Seattle, and hopefully it's the start of a strong stretch run for him to close the season. Instant trivia. How many running backs have had at least 15 PPR points against Seattle in their last six games? Five. Six, Jamie? Jamie said six. Seven. Wow. I know, but he's just not playing well. I think they want to get him going. But I'm going to echo what Jamie said. They, they want to get him going. They want that element of their offense rolling as they get toward the playoffs. He has been terrible. I mean, yeah, I, I would take the chance on him. It's a much better matchup than what he's seen in at least three weeks. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. The last time he had a really good matchup was probably the Chiefs, and he scored 19.7 fantasy points. He scored a touchdown in that game. Uh, all right. So did you say, I'm sorry, Swift or ETN? ETN. I have ETN higher. Okay. Yeah, let's not make this out to be like DeAndre Swift is a must-start top 12 running back. Someone's asking Swift, Swift or Pollard. No, Pollard. Pollard. Okay. Swift or uh, how about Swift or Rashi Rice? I might go Rice. Uh, Swift and non and half, Rice and full. Start the Eagles wide receivers. Dallas Goddard is around 10th or 11th or 12th, right around there in the I'll tell you what, I, I was a little nervous about Dallas Goddard, and then I remember Jamal Adams may match up against him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of targets. He only had four targets last Don't week. Pictures. Don't show pictures of my wife. Jamal. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, no. Uh, earlier, Dave said Geno Smith would be a top 15 quarterback if he plays in this game. Uh, if he plays, would you start Geno Smith or Kyler Murray? 
Gino. Gino. Gino Smith or Jared Goff. <laughs> Gino. Goff, please. Okay. Here's one. Uh, Let's not forget, the last time we saw Gino was his oh, best yeah. game of the season. Yeah. G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Transformers, or He-Man? Oh, man. Oh, geez. Uh, like G.I. Joe and Transformers are like two of my favorites. I know. Uh, G.I. Joe. <sighs> I liked He-Man. I don't know why, but I was also big on Transformers. Yeah, I'm going to go Transformers here. Uh, I hope everybody has seen the Masters of the Universe movie with Courtney Cox. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, give me a give me a reason <clears throat> to start a Seahawks running back. And what's what's uh, what's Dolph Lundgren's best movies? Oh, it's Rocky Four. Ma- obviously, is one Masters Rocky. of the Universe of the Universe for sure. Over Rocky Four? No, no. Rocky Four and the Expendables. I would take I would take uh, He Man over the Expendables. <laughs> really? For Dolph Lundgren. Oh, okay. And probably Creed too. Oh, I never saw that. Actually, I saw what? I saw ten minutes. It was garbage. Oh my god! Creed two. Anyway, uh, give me a reason to start a Seahawks running back, but try to do it without laughing. Kenneth Walker has breakaway speed. Philadelphia's run defense is—it's the best part of their defense. He had four catches last week. Might be able to find the end zone. I think he's still their goal line guy. And he could end up being around 12 PPR points. Okay. Would you start Ken Walker or Chuba Hubbard? I have Chuba higher. Hubbard. Hubbard's been good. Like, I mean, we yeah. keep crapping on him, but he's been good. No, we're about to talk about it. Yeah, him. he didn't have the best game last week, but still. 19 no or more touches in three straight games for Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saying it. He's their guy. He's Thomas Brown's guy. Are you confident in DK Metcalf this week? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm playing in one matchup. The only reason I know this is because I played against the same opponent um, on the three-touchdown DK Metcalf game that beat me. That's the only reason the guy beat me. And I'm playing against him again when he's got to play the Eagles. I'm like, great. <laughs> I'll <listen laughs> to Metcalf twice. Yeah. yeah. Well, he always struggles against good cor- <coughs> cornerbacks, but I don't know how good Slay and Brad. I don't think we right can now. call these guys yeah. good corners anymore. All right. And then lock or at least in- not, not, not going into this game. Ugh, I'm so congested. All right. I'm going to finish this oh, game. Really? Lockett's number three, a uh, number three receiver. Sit the Seattle tight ends. Let's go to Atlanta. And- if, you, if you're stuck again, match up Jackson Smith, the Jigba. This could be another good game for him. Atlanta's a Carolina and, um, a running back has scored 13.6 or more fantasy points in six of the last eight games against the Falcons. But so much of that has been receiving because we know they haven't given up a rushing touchdown. And that's not exactly Chuba Hubbard's thing. But, Jamie, I'm going to I'm gonna blow my nose. You tell me how you feel about Chuba Hubbard. It would be ironic if Chuba Hubbard, of all running backs that they face this year, is the first one to score a touchdown against them. But he's been very good. Three touchdowns in his last three games. He, he's... Uh, Getting the work, as we said, Thomas Brown likes him more than Miles Sanders. It just feels like that's been the case every time he's got an opportunity to call plays, certainly the last three weeks. And I think we'll just see what the Panthers have been trying to do. Develop Bryce Young to an extent, but also take some pressure off him by using Chuba Hubbard. And so in a low-scoring game, most likely uh, Hubbard will still get the opportunity to be around 20 total touches. When he's had work in the passing game, he's been good at that. That just hasn't been the norm for him. But yeah, it's a very... Good high-end flex, number two type running back, better than James Conner, better than Ken Walker, uh, better than the Steelers guys. In that same mix with Javante Williams and Ty Chandler and Antonio Gibson, you know, you can pick them apart one way or the other. Um, I think Hubbard's just been solid and the work is definitely going to be there for him. 
So I, I think it would be even more ironic if it was Miles Sanders and not Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, yeah very First touchdown against Atlanta. Uh, I think I am going to move Chuba down a little bit because the Falcons, it looks like they're going to get um, Nate Landman at linebacker and David Onyemata back at defensive tackle. Those guys were out last week. That made me more encouraged to start Rashad White. If they're back, that's obviously uh, something that could hurt the efficiency for Chuba. All right, we're going to sit Ritter. We're going to start Bijan. This should be a great day for him. Tyler, better Alge- be. Tyler Algier probably gets eight to ten carries. That's He's had that in four straight games. Might get you six points. We're hesitant on Drake London. He's a number three receiver. Carolina, fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and they just don't get thrown on. Kyle Pitts is outside the top 12, just outside the top 12. Um, sit Bryce Young. Talked about Chuba. All right. <laughs> Oh, I mean, well, look, earlier in one question for each no, I'm game. Laughing. There's, another good, there's another good comment in the chat about what your rap name would be. Oh, what would it be? DJ Milk. Do you find it or no? No. Oh. You got it? MC Nasal. Yeah, I love it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Going to drop another sick beat. And by sick, I mean like literally sick, under the weather beat right now <laughs> on Fantasy Football Today. All right. Uh, now, earlier I asked you Thielen, London, Chuba Hubbard, and there was some disagreement there, but they're kind of all in the same range. But last week I didn't mind Thielen because the Saints struggle a lot with slot receivers, and he was okay. He had uh, five catches for 74 yards. But the Falcons, third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, like, I think I think about, geez, Mike Evans just had one catch for eight yards. Even if he had caught the touchdown, it wouldn't have even been that good of a game for him. Garrett Wilson had three catches for 50 yards. Not to say everyone's been bad, but it's not a good matchup. All right, and fair enough. And then uh, Falcons DST. Do you like the Falcons DST this week? Love them. Yes. Carolina's allowed at least 12 fantasy points to DSTs. This is if you include yardage bonuses. Uh, In each of their last seven games, Atlanta's scored at least 12 in two of its past three. Carolina's offense is terrible. Yeah, they really are bad. I mean, it's really what – their best receiver is Adam Thielen. Their best running back is Chuba Hubbard. Their quarterback is struggling to see downfield. Their play calling is awful. Their play designs aren't good. Uh, and they're really conservative even even when they're down. I have a. It's really hard to trust anybody in Carolina. Hubbard at least gets the touches. Right, I'm Start try, the Falcons DST. <clears throat> try to end the show with some funny – comments uh, from the chat. Very good stuff. Uh, but let's go to the Giants and the Saints. Stat of the game. Travis Etienne and B- I mean, I got to double check this because it seems too good to be true. Travis Etienne and Bijan Robinson are the only running backs to score more than 14.4 PPR fantasy points against the Saints. And I was actually pretty surprised by Saquon Barkley's workload with Tommy DeVito. The Giants must just be playing like very slow football. Because he has 16, 13, 14, 12, and 20 carries in five games. 3-1, 4-1, and three catches. And he's actually had two terrible games with DeVito. You guys have him top five or top six. There's any? It's crazy. He's Barkley. I get it. But any hesitation at all? I'm double-checking your work because the Saints have allowed a touchdown to a running back in five of their past seven and 4.8 yards per carry to running backs in their past seven. The yeah. stat did not sound right to me. No, it doesn't. Um, t- I said t- I got it. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, uh, whatever. I-, I guess I won't press you on it, but start Barkley. Uh, well, it is, okay, so here are the results. 
you're right about Bijan and ETN, and they are the only two. I can't believe this. The mm. only two with 15 plus in PPR. There was a game earlier this year where they took on Indy. Zach Moss had 14.4. Jonathan Taylor had 10.7. They took on the Lions earlier this year. Montgomery had 12.5. Gibbs had 6.4. Yeah. Chuba had 10.8 last week. No, it's not a great matchup, and he's not getting. I don't think Barkley right now looks like a top five running back just based on the workload and and the fact that Devito doesn't really throw. Not not that he doesn't throw to him; he doesn't throw at all. I don't think he's thrown more than twenty seven passes in any game. And I feel like this will be a pretty close game. Saints are six point favorites. I think I'd take the Giants there uh, with the yep, points. I did. Okay. Um, all right. Whatever. I, I think see that there's only been nine running backs all year that have had at least fifteen touches against the Saints. I'm gonna. They're oh, still okay. beat up defensively though, and he'll get involved in the passing game in this matchup. I'm gonna stop wasting time on Saquon Barkley. Who are the players that we need to talk about? Because I don't think anyone's starting Devito or Carr. I, I don't think you can start Wandale. You can talk about Wandale, but uh, you know who are the who are the tough calls? Kamara's not one. Who are the tough calls, Jamie? That we need to talk about in this game. I mean, you're starting Olave, obviously, if he plays. You know, so you want to make sure he's out there. If uh, if he's out, then that changes things a little bit. I think if Taysom Hill plays, that's an interesting one by comparison to a lot of the tight ends we've talked about. You know, Kincaid and uh, Njoku, I think he's in that range. I, I would start Ingram over him, for example. Um, Kittle over him, McBride over him. But, you know, Taysom is uh, going to get an opportunity here, especially if there is no Olave. So you want to keep an eye on Taysom's health. But really, I think that's it. You know, and then for the Giants, you, me- you mentioned, I don't think you start Waller in his first game back, um, especially if he's going to be on a snap count. So... He's in that Logan Thomas, Kyle Pitts uh, group there, um, Tucker Craft, you know, so it shows you where Darren Waller should be in the first game back. But you you said it earlier in the show, he should definitely be rostered if you have the opportunity to pick him up. Uh, for Wandale for this week, you said it, slot receivers against the Saints. You've been saying it for several weeks now, and he's coming off a strong game. If the Saints offense shows up this week, which, you know, hopefully will be the case for for uh, Kamara and, and a healthy Olave, and the Giants are maybe behind, then that should help Wandale quite a bit. You know, he had that big catch in, in overtime, for example. So um, there's a lot to oh, excuse me, the end of the end of the game. Um, there's a lot to like about what Wandale's role in this matchup could be. So, like for example, I'm in a deep league where um, I'm down Nico Collins and my down mm-hmm. Christian Watson. You know, my my receiving core is really beat up. I picked up Wandale Robinson. I'm going to start him, and hopefully he comes through. All right, good luck, my man. If Olave plays, would he crack the top twelve, top fifteen? What are we looking top at? Top fifteen. It's a good uh, week for receivers. Saints defense. It is a good week for receivers. Yeah. Uh, Saints defense or um, Saints defense or Falcons. 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 Giants defense or Ravens. 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 Saints defense or Ravens. Saints. I have the Ravens higher. Okay. Tell me if you agree with any of these. Adam is the type of guy who asks for a fork in a sushi restaurant. <laughs> yes. That that is a hundred percent true. I cannot use chopsticks. I have terrible fine motor skills. This is I was almost held back in kindergarten because of my fine motor. This is a true story. Fine motor skills. I don't have them. I can't use chopsticks. Can't do it. Uh, Adam is the type of guy who puts his last name on the back of all of his jerseys. Like just Big Kane too. Yeah, just Big Kane. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Adam has already seen Wonka three times in theaters. No, no. you won't go to movie theater. I don't really do movie theaters. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. We had a lot of fun today. Thanks for putting up with my uh, 
with uh with DJ what was it DJ do you think DJ think mailbag do you think Dan has seen Baywatch do you think Dan has seen Christmas Vacation uh no I no. don't think he's seen Baywatch he's too young and he was he supposed hasn't to seen Christmas Vacation he was supposed to watch it I demanded that he watch it for last Friday's show he came up with with excuses he better have watched it today oh and by the way. It's, it, there's nice weather today so Dan actually asked if we could do the mailbag in the morning so we could go out and have like a fun day and I told him no <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, have a great weekend hey. everybody we'll talk to you on the mailbag show see you later Dan Schneier's day of fun <laughs>